Hello everyone, this is Attack the Backlog, the podcast where I, Mark Kuznets, tries to make a dent in their backlog one game at a time. This episode is all about Steam World Dig, a game all about digging and digging and a little bit more digging, though technically you're picking and drilling and punching and never digging. For a game with dig in the title, you'd expect more digging. You don't even get a shovel in the game. Imagine if Shovel Knight used a sword or a spear or a staff or anything other than a shovel. You'd be pissed, right? And that's what I am. I am so pissed right now because SteamWorld Dig doesn't include any actual digging. I don't actually care about the lack of digging and yes, I know Technically, digging doesn't require a shovel and you're digging like crazy in SteamWorld Dig. But I couldn't pass on an opportunity to be cheeky. That wouldn't be me. Anyway, I really like SteamWorld Dig. It's not without its share of problems, but overall it's a great little game. Stressful at times, but fun and addictive more often than not. Before I start talking about the game proper, let me get one thing out of the way right now. Yes. There is a story, and no, I don't know what it was about, and I never cared. This person or that person is like, hey, go dig, and then you dig, and then it's like, hey, return to the surface and tell that person about all your digging, and you're like, I dug some stuff, and then it's like, hey, go dig some more, until you finally digged all the digs you could ever dig to dig. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? So, now we've gotten that out of the way, let's talk about the game. The basic gameplay of SteamWorld Dig involves making your way deeper and deeper into this mine, collecting ore and minerals along the way. Resources you trade with Dorothy in exchange for coal hard cash, cash used to buy items and upgrades for your character Rusty. You'll make discoveries along the way, not organically, but tied to the minimal narrative. In other words, when you get close to a location of interest, a little blip will show up on your minimap letting you know where to go next. Speaking of the map, you can't access the map in any of the menus, so there's no way to see the map in its entirety, only your immediate vicinity via the minimap. Nothing major but a slight annoyance. And that's all there really is to the game. You dive deeper and deeper into the mine, mining ore and minerals, discovering caves that often provide you with new abilities like a steam jump, which allows you to jump way higher than usual in exchange for using a bit of water with your tank, which you get once you obtain the steam jump, and the static dash, which is basically just a double jump that feels really good, especially because you expel a bit of energy when you do the second jump, and said energy can destroy annoying turrets, something I made use of very often during the late game. You'll also come across non-essential mines, which act as puzzle rooms, providing you with bonuses in the form of rare minerals and or balls, which contain blue orbs used for higher levels of crafting. There's a great loop in SteamWorld Dig of collecting ore slash minerals, bringing them to Dorothy, and then using the money obtained to improve your character, whether that be through improving your pickaxe, drill, or steam punch, increasing the capacity of your pouch, health, or water tank, or by getting yourself some bonuses like doing extra damage against enemies with your pickaxe, or gathering more water from pools found in the mine. Now, I know what you're thinking. Hold on a second. Did you just say enemies? I thought this was going to be a relaxing game about mining, and now you're telling me there are enemies in it? I know you mentioned turrets before, but enemies? Really? Well, yes. There are enemies and they can be a bit of a pain at times, but it won't take long until you figure out ways to deal with them and some are so dumb that whenever you hit them, they just turn around and walk in the opposite direction. So while there are enemies in the game, they don't pose much of a problem if you're patient. 
where the game gets a little annoying is in some of its design. This first bit isn't annoying, but something I forgot to mention earlier. As one would expect, it's dark in the mines and hard to see what's in front of you without a light source. Thankfully, you have a trusty lantern that provides you with, I believe, 60 seconds of light per notch. You start off with three notches and get yourself some more as you progress through the game. What this means is, in addition to worrying about enemies or fall damage, you also have to pay attention to how much lantern fuel you have left, lest you end up alone in the dark with no one to help you, not even Tara Reed or Christian Slater. And if you find yourself with an empty lantern, you'll have two ways to refill it. You can refill your lantern by returning to the surface because apparently it's a solar powered lantern, or by picking up items dropped by enemies if you're lucky. Alright, let's get back to the annoying bits. There's wall jumping in the game, but it likely doesn't work the way you'd expect it to work. You can wall jump up the same wall incredibly fast and without issue. Think of it more so as speed rock climbing than wall jumping. However, you can't wall jump in the traditional sense where you go back and forth between two walls and that made reaching certain places after you've made your way deep into the mine much trickier to reach, sometimes impossible depending on how you decided to dig your way to the bottom. This can lead to you getting stuck and, if you do get stuck, you'll be left with a few options. Options. One, you can self-destruct, which will return you to the surface sans all the goodies you've collected. I never resorted to this, so I'm not entirely sure how it works, but if it's similar to dying, you'll also have to pay half of what's currently in your wallet as well. Obviously, this would be your last choice. Another option is to use ladders to reach an otherwise out-of-reach ledge. You can hold up to five ladders at once, and they can be just enough to make an impossible jump possible, but they're still not 100% reliable. If you really want to make sure you never get stuck with a bag full of goodies and no way to return to the surface, you'll have to always keep a teleporter on hand which you can drop anywhere and that'll send you immediately to the surface with the ability to return back to said teleporter once you trade in all that sweet loot. However, teleporters don't come without a cost. Each teleporter, and you can only hold one at a time, costs three blue orbs and if you end up using too many of them, you won't have enough orbs when all is said and done to buy every upgrade in the game. So be warned, teleporters are useful but only as a last resort. What makes this annoying is the fact you can't pick up teleporters in order to place them somewhere else. I'm sure this is because they wanted you to really think about whether it's worth buying slash placing a teleporter, but I found it added more anxiety than thought to my playthrough. Another annoying bit is that if you have a full bag of ore slash minerals and see something fancy you want to pick up, instead of being able to drop something and pick it up later, if you discard an item for something else, that discarded item is gone for good and that seems like a mistake given that you can come back to pick up the stuff you couldn't fit in your bag at a later time. Why you would destroy something valuable to pick up something slightly more valuable is beyond me, but that's just the way Rusty rolls. And yes, the obvious answer is, go back to the surface with your already full bag, trade that shit in, and then return to the additional loot you found to pick it up. However, when I see something shiny and expensive, something I feel like I won't be able to find again, I'd rather risk forgetting where I dropped the okay mineral and in exchange for picking up this sweet ass mineral instead. Outside of these few nitpicks, I really enjoyed the game and was sad when it ended. It looks great, feels great outside of the weird wall jumping which does feel pretty good but isn't real wall jumping and is paced well so you're never stuck in the same area for too long. All in all it took me 5 hours to complete the game and those were 5 hours well spent. If you're looking for a fun little game you can play in short bursts and like the loop of collecting goods and upgrading your character, SteamWorld Dig is a 
no-brainer and highly recommended. Also, it regularly goes on sale for like $2.50, so even if you're a little hesitant, come on. That's cheaper than it costs for a roll of toilet paper these days. Well, at least during the time of this recording. Way to go dating the recording of this episode, Mark. And that's pretty much it. You dig, you get paid, and you get better. Rinse and repeat. Sounds pretty good to me. Anyway, once again, I am Mark Ishnez. Y'all can find me on Twitter and pretty much everywhere at PX Sausage. The site is, of course, pixelatedsausage.com, where you can find this podcast and some other podcasts about games, anime, and what have you. You can also check out the video for this show over at youtube.com slash pixelatedsausage if you're not already doing so, along with some other videos as well. If you'd like to check out the art I make, you can go over to pxsart.com if you see something you like. Click the link and it'll take you to where you can purchase a print of the piece you fancy and if you fancy the site in general and anything that we do please go over to patreon.com slash pxs and support us that way as always thank you for watching or listening i hope you enjoy this here episode and if you check out steamworld dig i hope you like it as well and i hope you have a wonderful wonderful rest of your day You'll never guess how many times I accidentally said during this script reading, SteamWorld Dick. Oh boy, now that, that my friends, that would be a game.